So, so hello, listeners. This is a first for us. Memphis, you're not in the room with me. No, I am far away and sad and lonely and missing you and home with my family. Why are you with them and not with me? Don't you love me? Don't you love me? I do, and it's so hard. It's just so hard. Anyway, so this is a new thing. We'll see if it works. Otherwise, I'm going to have to fly to wherever the hell it is you are. That's racist, <laughs> and we're going to bleep that. Are we? But not this part. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... Anyway, chapter eight. What I'm chapter? I'm going to keep that in there. No. Chapter eight. Okay. Oh, come on. That's excellent. That was a that was a full, that was a hearty one. Like the Hardy Boys. Like there were just so many boys inside my stomach. Inside you somewhere. <laughs> just like Michaela. Chapter 8. I don't see Matt for the next two days at work, but his office calendar said he was in Atlanta for a court hearing. I took the time to acclimate myself to my office, meet as many of the other firm members as I could, and work on the one single case that I had to my name. Man, that sounds nice. Most of being able to work on, on the just the one work. case. I know, but you're doing everything, and she's being supervised by someone who isn't here. Yeah, that's fair. You just described I like being... my day. <laughs> I like being a tiny cog in a giant corporate machine. It, it's yeah. Nothing I wish I, I, wish do... I was still a tiny cog. Yeah, nothing I do goes near a client. Or near a partner, even, without being <laughs> checked multiple times by multiple different attorneys. Most of my work as an associate attorney with Lorraine was to basically do the grunt work on her cases. Welcome to being a first-year associate. Yeah, you, you I just had described one your true job. Case. Yeah, I mean, that's... Why is she surprised and bitter about it? I had one true case that was mine alone, and that's because Lorraine told me she wouldn't touch it with a ten-foot pole. Miss, I only represent corporate America. Couldn't bother herself to touch a regular old personal injury case. In fact, she actually sneered at me when I told her I had taken the case of one Mr. Larry Jackson. Wait. She, what? No, keep, keep go. Okay, I have questions, but keep going. Me too. Okay, no, okay. Let's... let's see if she explains herself. I pretty much worked the case myself, trying to figure things out as I went along. <laughs> This is why you have a supervisor. Luckily, I had a torts professor at Columbia that gladly dispensed advice to me as I needed it. Um, call- um, you pay them consulting fees. Okay, all right, okay, no, no, we'll okay, read it and then discuss. Okay. I'm glad we finally got into the law of this book, by yeah. the way. One day, I'm assuming out of sheer boredom, Lorraine asked me about the case. When I told her my client had a rather severe brain injury and the economist I hired had projected his medical and earning losses into the millions, her face did take on a rather orgasmic look. And since then, she didn't think the case was all that stupid anymore. How does she not know? What? Okay. I Wait, what's happening? We, We have to stop. We have to stop. A first year found... A client. She's out getting clients? On her own, worth millions of dollars. And the partner didn't know? The one partner. The one partner. Also, the first year is hiring an economist? An economist? 
Also, it's a personal injury case, which means they're being paid on contingency, which... That's a contract she entered in between the firm and this client. It's a contingency. They're not being paid. So she's shelling out the firm's money for this economist. Also, I really don't want to shill for corporate America. But I know that in in people, if you're not an attorney and you're not in big law, I know it's tempting to be like the corporate attorneys are the worst. And I'm not saying this because I'm a corporate attorney, but personal injury attorneys are... They're the, the worst. worst. They're so bad. They're the worst. They're the ones that sue for no reason. Like doing mergers all day between two giant companies is soul crushing and, and boring work. But personal injury. Well, I'm surprised that they even took this case as a law firm. Who's yeah. taking small personal injury suits on contingency? Is this defense or no, he's a plaintiff. He's no. the plaintiff. They're they're plaintiff's attorneys. There is some scummy personal injury, like slimy, Those like are the grease chasers. dripping off him, who literally was in the hospital room with a business card saying, so I heard you were run over by a forklift or whatever happened to uh, Mr. Larry Jackson. And she's the one that took the case. How like did the she partner find this said, guy? I'm not touching this. And Right. How did she find this guy? How does she have the authority to take this case and spend the firm's money on, on, an on hiring expert on an witnesses? outside expert? That expert might need expensive. to testify. That's expensive. You're looking at thousands at minimum. Like at minimum, if he shows up, talks to you for five minutes, leaves and writes a report that you bring into court. Yeah. If he's actually working with you, we're in the tens of thousands of dollars. Maybe hundreds of thousands, depending on the case. And I feel like this, and not for the first time, or the last time, is going to be one of those where I'm like, if I did this, I'd get fired. If I walked in and said, so I took this case on behalf of the firm and hired an expert, I think it's going to be, I'd get fired! Well, I don't know how that would even happen, at least for me. No one on the outside world knows my number. Yeah. My number is for other lawyers in the law firm to call me. Was she just strolling down the street and saw Larry Jackson have a piano dropped on his... I, I need to know more. I need to know more. Tell me more. And who's this torts professor at Columbia that you can... Like, if you're working for profit at a law firm, your torts professor is not going to dispense legal advice to you. Yeah. You can hire them as experts. A lot of our professors were hired to testify as experts in a lot of different things, but you hire them as the professionals that they are. But you don't walk down and call and call whatever your torts professor. Hey, prof, I'm working this multi-million dollar claim. Can you give me free consulting? No. Right, because you have to go through conflicts. So like there's a whole bunch of things. Ah, whatever. And the last thing I want to talk about is her is her garbage her garbage partner Lorraine who of course has to be the biggest bitch in the entire world who was a solo practitioner only represent who was a solo practitioner who says oh she only represent corp- only represents corporate America which she couldn't do as a solo practitioner yeah especially like- one going bankrupt you're taking divorces you're taking everything but then when she finds out it's worth millions of dollars she has a a rather orgasmic look on her face, further cementing the fact that she's a bitch. Also, this case is worth millions, and yet they were doing so poorly. Michaela didn't get paid for three months, and the firm had to get acquired, otherwise it would go under? Okay. Yeah, none of this makes sense. Liz, Liz, I flipped the page, and the next line is, you may wonder how I ended up with such a delectable case being only one year out of law school. Yes, yes, we do! Michaela! 
We have questions. All right. Well, it was pretty easy. <laughs> you, oh my god. Were you wondering how difficult it was, Liz? Because I was, it was wondering. Pretty easy for Michaela. Apparently, it's not that great of a case. My client claims that a dump truck turned left in front of him and he had no time to stop. The dump truck driver insists that my client was speeding and didn't have his headlights on, even though it was almost half an hour before dawn when headlights would have been required. The insurance company even took great pride in showing me pictures of my client's speedometer showing the needle stuck at 66 miles per hour when he was in a 55 mile per hour zone. It doesn't so, yeah. work like that. Speedometers aren't clocks. They don't, they're spring-loaded. They go back down. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know about this. If somebody handed me that piece of evidence, I would go, okay, so you want to settle? Because now you're fabricating evidence. So yeah, I landed this case because seven other attorneys turned it down. Hey, They all said it was a dog. Hang on, said there was absolutely no chance at victory, which is depressing to say the least. But I am not ready to give up. So other attorneys at her firm turned it down, or are these no, no? I think these are outside attorneys because remember she's the only one working for Lorraine. It's just it's just Lorraine and her, right? And she's the only one. I think she was the only associate at Lorraine Cummings LLP or whatever. Yeah. Wait. No. 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 This. I think she. No. I think she picked up this case while she was working. No. 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 At the new law firm. No, because remember, that's the reason why the new law firm hired her. Because Larry Jackson's The Million Dollar Case, the sun was rises and case? sets. That was the million dollar It has to be. Right, but it that has was this to be. case? It has to be. Then how does Lorraine not know it? How, how does she not know what this case is about? This Lorraine? is so baffling. Uh, seven outside attorneys. I walk into my boss's office and I say, hey, boss, seven other law firms turned this case down, but I took it, hired multiple experts and i'm certain this is a million liz well maybe the tort professor gets a kickback and right no he really should he should or she or she don't assume um no 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 just no just no no (laughs) just no (laughs) we're only one page into this i'm sorry i have so many problems no it's right this is the part that we're going to get stuck on because we're attorneys at law firms that's not how it works and also i'm imagining coming into a law firm like being all proud of myself going every other law firm in the city has turned this case down but don't you worry i have taken it on contingency and i'm already shelling out the firm's money to pay outside experts like i said i would we would be fired i mean i don't even know how we how we'd have the resources the opportunity but Okay, we got to keep going. (laughs) Okay. I admit the speedometer is an issue, and I haven't quite figured that out yet. But I did blow their claim clear out of the water that the headlights weren't on. I hired an expert that studied my client's headlights. That's two. Three experts now. Two, two, maybe three, depending on the torts prof. I hired... Who's the headlight expert? He said the bulbs unequivocally proved the lights were on because the filaments were bent indicating there was a heat source on at the time of impact huh had the lights been off and thus cold the filaments would not have been so bendy my words not the experts (laughs) and would have shattered instead your your honor the filament was bendy no that is interesting what's her bill so far for this so much 
so she's she's built like she costs what like two or three hundred dollars an hour and they're on contingency uh, yeah oh they have God. to be they have to be on contingency personal injury attorneys never get paid up front yeah because if you lose your client has no money i mean that's just that's why you work on contingency because your client is mm -hmm. literally destitute they lost everything after he was hit by a dump truck Score one for the recent law school grad who had only one case to her name and plenty of time on her hands to try and figure this shit out. Oh, God. Good for her. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. She is doing her job and doing it well, even in these weird, wacky, bizarro world circumstances that she's describing. She's doing her job well. Good for you, Michaela. I mean, yeah, good, good for you. Because literally no one else in the entire world could do what you did. On my third day at my new law firm, I have a lovely conversation with my client's wife, Miranda, and tell her about my move to Conover and Crown. I usually talk to Miranda because with Larry's head injury, he can't remember three quarters of the stuff I tell him anyway. Aww. Oh no, Larry! It's a tragic side effect, and one that cost him his job as an electrical engineer, which he had worked at for 13 years. We chat for a while, and then I sign off, promising to call her the following week with an update. Aww. Putting- Yeah. Putting Larry's case aside, I pull out a thick stack of files that Lorraine wants me to review for her. Back to the grunt work. Like, it, stop complaining about grunt work. It is grunt work. It's why you're paid. A corporate attorney at a big law firm is not ever going to do stuff like this. It's grunt work. And it's okay. I think it's okay. We're not, no one is surprised going in there, you know, year two, oh, wondering, yeah. why, why am I not leading big corporate cases? Well, because you're garbage and it's okay. I had a amazing assignment the other day that was drafting two form letters that went to opposing counsel they gave me a sample template they said follow this template exactly but you can put your name on it and i was like oh my god oh my god my name goes on a piece of paper i filed something with a court in my pro bono case and that had my name on it my firm oh, would not awesome. let me put my name on anything as it should. Yeah. I don't know anything. Why would a big corporate client pay for someone who doesn't know what they're doing to do shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. If any of you guys are in law school, you're not going to be useful in your first couple years. And that's okay. Revel in it. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. I had a partner tell me, and now we're kind of going off on a law tangent, but I had a partner tell me the first six months of a first year's career are the time that they should just be fucking up constantly because you are worthless and we know it. So you should just be using this time to learn because when you fuck it up, it's okay. We expect you to. And that I had another partner scream at me for forgetting a deadline the other day. So, you know, it ebbs and flows. <laughs> Ugh, back to the grunt work. It's at times like this I could kick myself in the ass for ever wanting to be a lawyer. I get immersed in the scintillating world of corporate finance. AKA drool inducing law. Ooh, don't go into corporate law. And I'm back and I'm just considering a break for a cup of coffee when someone knocks on my door. I don't even look up from the arbitration clause I'm reviewing for like the hundredth time because it's so boring and merely say, come in. <laughs> Got a minute, Matt says. <laughs> this is how he sounds in my head, Liz. <laughs> Got a minute? He sounds like a he sounds like a Mickey Mouse villain. <laughs> my head snaps up and I put on my mental boxing gloves, preparing for him to jab me with a scathing remark 
or God forbid, call me doe-eyed. That's a hostile work environment. I mean, this is just, it's all in her Which, head. if he does that, I know. It may cause me to need my literal boxing gloves. I don't respond. I just look at him in question with my head tilted slightly. He takes my silence as acquiescence, which you should never do. And let's face it, he's the boss, so he can come and go as he pleases in my space. Okay? Uh, I mean, yeah, kinda. Uh, If you're not actively talking to a client, yeah, the partner will just come in and he'll be like, Hey, got a minute? We're talking now. And I mean, that's, that's, we have an open door policy. As in, all doors are always open, whether you have it closed or not. It's a little maddening. (laughs) Well, right now we're all just sitting at home. So I have a bedroom policy where I get to close the door in my bedroom and my mother gets to yell at me through the door. I could get behind an open bedroom policy. (laughs) (laughs) Michaela already has one. We should work for Conover and Crown. When he takes a seat opposite my desk, I take a moment, just a few seconds really, uh, to appreciate the hotness of Capital L, Lawyer, Capital M, Matthew. Oh, Lawyer Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. He looks utterly resplendent in his dark gray suit that is perfectly tailored to fit his frame. And he's rocking a butter yellow tie. (laughs) Why does that just sound so funny? I wouldn't do- He's so hot, his tie is the color and let of butter. me tell you, oh, it was like margarine. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe she still has a job. He appraises me with his golden eyes, and I wait patiently to see what he wants. After glancing around my office and taking note of my bare walls, he says, well, aren't you going to decorate in here? <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Shrugging my shoulders, I say, one day. Very interesting conversation. There's so much witty dialogue going on here. She Also, she's been there three days. Jeez, Matt. Right? Maddie boy, give me a break. Oh, Maddie boy. The room, <laughs> You're the such room a... <laughs> is empty. <laughs> Yours was better. He's quiet for another few moments. And then his eyes settle on mine with a look of frustration. <laughs> Look, Your whiskey's I want to bad pun. and sex is awful dull. <laughs> Look, I want to apologize for what I said the other day. I was a little more than unsettled when you walked in, and it had nothing to do with that bullshit about you being doe-eyed. In fact, I'm not even sure what the hell that means myself. But oh, Matty boy, I am so horny. <laughs> So Matthew, let's have sex upon my desk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, that's okay. He doesn't know what do I mean. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I snicker to myself, but don't let him see anything more than genuine interest on my face. It certainly will not help my boss know that I find him adorable in a weird sort of way. Ugh. Right? It's important to me that my business stay business and my personal remain personal. Understood? Dude, this guy is so rude. Totally, I say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Really, other night, there should be we... an HR rep here, but okay. I mean, the other night, we were explosive, he adds. To the moon, I quip. <laughs> is this a quip? 
Quit? <laughs> and that has no business in this office. No place at all, I agree. No matter how hot that experience was. So we're in agreement? I have no clue, I say sincerely. Only because I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but if what you're trying to say is that what we had was amazing, but it's over and done with, then I'm in full agreement. Matt stands up. Then we can put that behind us and never think of it again. It's already gone from my mind, I say with resolve. Good, Matt says emphatically, although his face still carries a touch of worry. Or is that regret? No, it's because you're an HR nightmare and he can't fire I mean, that, you that would now. be regret. Yeah, that's regret, I guess. But also worry. This It's so good that things like this don't happen in the real world. Because if they did happen as often as they happen in bad romance fiction, nobody would have a job. I don't want there to be any animosity between my boss and me. And while, yeah, I'm still going to think about that amazing night because, like, come on, all capital letters, by the way, best sex ever. <laughs> it was never meant, right, it was never meant to be anything more than a one night stand. <laughs> and that time has indeed passed. Thank you for the apology, Matt. I'm really looking forward to working for you. He gives a smile, and his two dimples pop out gorgeously. Yeah, me too. He walks out and closes the door behind him. It's so weird that I know what my boss looks like naked. The end. And yeah. To the moon. <laughs> to the moon? Anyway, I guess we should talk really... about this chapter. Is I feel like we discussed it in depth. Don't do this. I mean, don't do what? Don't walk Any into somebody. Yeah, don't walk into an office and say... So we had sex. It was explosive. Totally. <laughs> to I, the I really, moon. I really don't like the way this woman talks. And I don't want to shit on her for talking this way. But it really grates on me that she speaks like an idiot teenager. Yeah, she uses words like, yeah, the expert gave me this report and he said it wouldn't be so bendy. My words, not his. And I'm like... I understand that you're trying to use layman's terms for the people, but bendy. Flexible. Flexible Fle is a perfectly appropriate word. Bent. Bent is also a word. Or Warped. say bendy and own up to it. Yeah, but, but. But that her inner monologue talks to her like, oh my God, like best sex ever. Like, come on. Best totally. sex ever. You said that was all caps, right? Yeah. Oh, God. So we had an inappropriate fling. Oh, my God. Totes. To the moon. He's like, and I would like to keep it not a problem. Oh, yeah. I can tell you regret having this conversation. Anyway. The end. The end. The end. 